It's the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is September 23rd, 2018. Today's readings come from Wisdom, chapter 2, verse 12 and 17 through 20, as well as James, chapter 3, verses 16 through chapter 4, verse 3. The Gospel Proclamation comes from Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershek. The following passage from the Book of Wisdom talks about the jealousy and resentment that move those who fail to hear the Word of God to belittle and torture those who do. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The godless say, Let us lie in wait for the righteous one who makes life inconvenient to us and opposes our actions, who reproaches us for sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. Let us see if his words are true. And let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous one is God's son, God will help him and will deliver him from the hand of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture so that we may find out how gentle he is and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death for according to what he says, he will be protected. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The passage that follows from the letter of James challenges us to let go of the jealousies and resentments that can fester in the Christian community, bringing that community down. Do you have peace in your heart? A reading from the letter of St. James. Beloved, where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy, and a harvest of righteousness 
is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. In order to spend what you get on your pleasures. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples went from there and began a journey through Galilee. But he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples. This is what he was telling them. The Son of Man is to be handed over to those who will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they didn't understand this saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, Jesus began to ask them, What were you arguing about along the way? There was dead silence. They had been arguing among themselves about who was the greatest. Then Jesus sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, they shall be the last of all, and the servant of all. Taking a child, Jesus placed it in their midst. And putting his arms around the child, he said to them, Whoever receives a child such as this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not just me, but the one who has sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. 
opened our minds and our hearts that we might hear your word and make it alive in us. I watch a lot of college football on television, kind of addicted to it. Uh, Sometimes I get upset that the cable company we subscribe to doesn't cover the Pitt Panther football games. I'd really like to watch those, but we don't get them. And maybe it's the better thing because, well, Yesterday, we lost to North Carolina in 38-35, and if I watched that whole game, I, I'd, be, I'd be depressed, really, really depressed. So, one of the things I've noticed, and, and it somehow has been really bothering me, it seems that when the cameras pan the crowds in the stands... When the cameras pan the crowds in the stands, the kids, the young people there, they they go berserk. Like they can't get into that camera field enough. These are kids who all through their lives, every moment of their lives has been videotaped by somebody. You would think they would be used to it, but they're not. They, 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 They go berserk, and I'm sure there's no alcohol involved in any of this to say nothing of drugs. But there they are, and, 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 and they're, they're screaming and, and yelling, and they're doing this. We're number one! We're number one! We're number one! I watch this, and I think they're poor parents. <laughs> Their parents are paying thousands of dollars for the kids to behave that way at a football game. And I'm thinking, do... To their parents, when they realize this, do they think, our kid's a moron? Or do they think, our kid is a knucklehead? I'm guessing the mothers who are more gentle probably see their kids and think, what a knucklehead. What a knucklehead. We listen to this text from Matthew's Gospel. Jesus has just told his disciples, his closest friends, that they're going to torture him. They're going to kill him. How do they react to that? How do they respond to that? (laughs) They get into an argument about who's number one, who's the best. I think about the disciples, Jesus' good friends. Are they morons or knuckleheads? And I think that Jesus, because he's gentle and understanding and loves them still, he probably settled on knuckleheads. And I'm not sure if any alcohol was involved in that. We like to think we're number one. We like to think that we're successful. We like to think that everything should be coming our way. We like to think that, yes, we're the best, the most impressive. 
But this has nothing to do with Jesus. This is not what Jesus teaches us. Jesus teaches us that if we're going to make a difference, we make a difference because we serve other people. I was thinking, if it's not this, then what is the symbol? And for us, I think the symbol is something like this. What gifts I have, I give to serve you. What abilities I've been given, I place them at your service. What God has placed in my hands, I offer in loving service to you. Not this, but this. Two stories. First story, it was a battle in World War I. And an American company was engaged in battle with the Germans. And there was a young man, a young American soldier in the foxhole. And he watched in horror as his good friend was shot and fell to the earth. And this young private said to the lieutenant, I'm going to go out and get him. And the lieutenant said, no, you're not. If you go out there, you'll be killed. He's already dead. You go out there and you'll be killed. Don't you go. The young soldier delayed just a minute. And despite the lieutenant's warnings, jumped out of the foxhole. Ran to where his buddy was fallen to the ground. About a half hour, maybe 40 minutes later, the young private was able to drag his fallen comrade into the foxhole. His buddy was dead, and he himself was sorely wounded, just like the lieutenant said. And the lieutenant yelled at him, I told you not to do that. Why in the world would you go out? He was already dead. And look, now you're in bad shape. You're not going to make it. And the private looked at his lieutenant and said, I'm glad I went. When I got there, Joe was still alive. And he looked at me and he said, Pete, I know you would I knew you would come for me. I'm glad I went. And then the young soldier died. The other story, which illustrates what Jesus teaches, uh, I was The other night, I was with a friend of mine who was bemoaning the fact that State College, the town, has changed so much. He grew up in State College, and and he was saying he missed the five-and-dime store. You know, the kind of store where you can go, and they have a, a, 
uh, a soda fountain. They have, and, and you sit on a stool and, and you can get ice cream or whatever. And this story is about a, a, a little kid, a nine-year-old kid. A nine-year-old kid who's sitting at the stool at the soda fountain. And the waitress says to him, what do you want? And he said, well, how much does a soda cost? And the waitress looked at him and said, well, soda costs a dollar. Now, remember, this was a long time ago. So the kid counts the change in his hand. He says to the waitress, how much would it cost for just a scoop of ice cream? And the waitress said, 75 cents. And the young man nodded his head. I'll take a scoop of ice cream. What kind do you want? Chocolate. The waitress came back to this young man sitting at the counter with his scoop of chocolate ice cream. And she gave him the ice cream, and he ate it, and in no time at all, he was gone. But next to the bowl with the ice cream, the empty bowl, there was two nickels, a dime, and five pennies. The young man ordered the single scoop of ice cream so that he could give a tip to the waitress. Not this, but this. I hope that when you came to church this morning, you looked in the gathering space and you didn't maybe notice the sheep on the ground who look like the slaughter of the lambs. It's just <laughs> poor things. But the banners, the banners that were made by Joni Eister and the members of the leadership team for the Arise program, the Arise banners. The hands aren't doing this. The hands on these banners are like this. We praise you, God. We thank you and we glorify you for all that you do for us. Morons or knuckleheads, followers of Jesus, sons and daughters of the living God. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.